welcome to the BSA Capital Tech and Transitional Energy Podcast. It's Thursday, the 22nd of June. Uh, hi, Phil. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you very much, Andrew. Good. Now, uh, for a change, I may let you do a lot of the talking because obviously I uh, had a long weekend down in Cornwall, which was glorious. Um, but it did take my eye off the ball slightly for looking at tech and transitional energy ideas, whereas I'm sure you've been busy running around. Um, but it's worth mentioning, literally, just as uh, we sort of hit the record button here, uh, the Bank of England has raised rates by half a percent uh, to five percent. Uh, as Jeremy Hunt said, uh, he only has one thing he can do to try and cure inflation. I've only got one idea. I'm a small man. I've only got one idea. What an idiot he is. But of course, there are other ways of doing it. He's just pulling the same lever. The lever isn't working. Pull it harder. Lever isn't working. He just keeps pulling the same bloody lever. If it's not working, maybe there's a reason why. Maybe he needs to try something else. But no, Jeremy Hunt, unfortunately, although he went to Morden College, Oxford, isn't a very clever man. Um, it's a shame because he's our chancellor. And what is amazing is that Rishi Sunak actually worked at Goldman Sachs. You would think he had some pretty good advisors who would tell him that actually just pulling the same lever over and over again isn't necessarily the solution. Look, interest rates long term should be around the 5% mark where we are now. The problem is actually they had them too low for too long. Um, and, you know, you and I feel are old enough that we remember interest rates as high as 15% uh, when we uh, pulled out of the... Uh, fixed currency mechanism whatever the ems is called ERM, yeah ERM, yeah ERM, yeah um so you know everybody's been living on false illusions but there are other things he could have done which would have actually saved him having to put all the the younger generation who have just bought houses on the fixed rates mortgages now almost certainly going to cause a housing crash um he's a bloody idiot I mean, I hate to say that the Conservatives are going to lose the next election. We all need to be thinking about how we invest in a Labour Lib Dem coalition, which would almost certainly be rethink our investment strategy. Um, maybe it's to completely get out of the UK, which is what the pension funds, of course, have done. But it's not really the answer. Somebody has eventually got to come along and, and do something about the chronic stake of the stock market, which is, is not healthy. There's no liquidity. And the sooner we all bugger off and enjoy our summer, the better. Um, sorry, that was a really morose tone to start this podcast off, but unfortunately, it's reality that we uh, we just don't have a government that has any common sense whatsoever. Um, so uh, that's my little rant and rage. Um, actually, in general, probably most companies are still reporting reasonably good numbers. And of course, one of the reasons that core inflation stays high is because there aren't enough people in the workforce, and so they can drive up the costs of goods and services. Um, which is causing this inflation. We need to get more people in the workplace. There's clearly far too many people on benefits, but also people who get to 55, their pensions are full, so they can't put any more money into them. They're saying, why should I carry on paying tax at 50 bloody percent? I've paid so much tax over my life, I'm gonna, so I'm going to retire. So maybe it's time they actually reduce the tax rate and the tax burden on people as they get older, over 55, over 60. Over 62, which I was last week, Phil, as you know, because of the cakes in the kitchen. And uh, and other things like that. But no, that would mean Jeremy Hunt would have to come up with a second idea. Why come up with a second or third idea when you when one idea, just keep pulling the lever, Jeremy, the same lever. It's not working, but just keep pulling it harder and harder. Oh, I'm going to shut up. Come on, Phil, talk to me about some results or something. Yeah, right. Well, I'm not retiring yet. So anyway, let's talk Let's quickly on tech. I'm afraid, as you, we've often said, you know, government strategy is all important. 
um, in technology. And there's some news this, this this week that the the European Commission I spotted has approved a billion euros of investment uh, for large scale energy storage projects in Hungary. Um, and then and staying in the re, you know in Eastern Europe is like Poland. I was just reading it in Poland. They've just won investment for the next wave of fab from Intel. And the Polish government said here in an interview, their execs, we have been talking to Intel for over the last two years and on a constant basis about attracting this investment. And you're just like, oh, my God, you know, I look back, I was involved in the early years of the UK semiconductor industry. It's like that would have been, a, you know, such a, you know, a location for us, given all of our experience in the sector and what we've done in the sector previously. So, hey, ho, let's really, really hope we do get some proper uh, government strategy with a long-term vision back uh, into the tech sector in the UK? Not a chance, but on uh, that long-duration energy storage, uh, something that I've been picking up, I've been picking it up quietly for a while, but this week I've had what I describe as two bloody great clonks on my head. Uh, and that is that the Chinese government, I think we all know how the Chinese government works, it basically sends out a signal that it wants industry to go in a direction. And the industry then marches rapidly in the direction that has been indicated it should go into. Um, what has happened in the last, and it must have been in the last week or so, because I've suddenly had calls galore out of Hong Kong and China, which have been absolute music to my ears. And that is, they keep ringing me up now saying, Andrew, where do we find vanadium? Where do we find vanadium flow batteries? And apparently, um, the Chinese government basically have said that they want to become world leaders in vanadium flow batteries, and they see it as the long-term solution to long-duration energy storage. Um, this clearly is fantastic news um, for Infinity Energy Systems. Not that they're necessarily um, going to be doing what I describe as outright deals in, in China, although whoever knows, but you know, just the fact that a major country has realized that this is the solution to long-term duration energy storage. Other countries may well follow as well, uh, because relying solely on lithium batteries is an absolutely mad strategy. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. No, no, it is. No, it is. And it, yeah, ties in with the whole environment. So it's, it, well, it's whole area of storage is it's, it's hugely exciting. I mean, I just sort of moving, you, you know, keeping with electrification tech. Um, I don't know if you saw today, Andrew, but uh, Volex had their full year results and have also announced an acquisition. And Volex, of course, that, that's electronics uh, equipment. I and mean, it's all about its power and data transmission and its cabling connection solutions, such so connectors, plugs, cables. But all this stuff is, you know, this, this sort of tech is quite sophisticated because very often it has to carry high voltages, it has to have high frequencies. Um, and they're supplying into the EV markets for charging, interfacing, but also consumer uh, electronics into data centers and things like imaging equipment for medical um, markets as well, which use very high power. But uh, four year results from them. And um, the placing of 60 million pounds and an acquisition yeah. in Turkey. I'm not sure if Turkey is yeah. really the place one should be making acquisitions. At the moment. I'm not sure, but it was quite an international business. And Volex yeah. calls also their executive chairman is Nat Rothschild. So, uh, an interesting character to say the least. But, you know, if you're a shareholder in Volex, the shares are up by, I was looking this morning, by what, nearly three times in five years. So they've- He's got one right at last. He's, he's, he's got this one right. And um, yeah, the they, uh, full year results to April reported the, the revenues were up by 11% to just over $700 million. 
um, and their margins are improving from 9.1% to 9.3%, which I thought was pretty good given the, uh, you know, inflation, component cost, component supply. It was a good good performance from that. But particularly um, looking at the business sectors, their EV-related business was up by 33%. Um, and that's that's organic growth. And talking about the international aspects of this, they're expanding sites in India, Mexico, Poland, Indonesia manufacturing. So, of course, Turkey, uh, that will build on that. And I was looking at the Turkish business they're looking to acquire, Andrew, and they are supplying systems, cabling systems, connectors, and it's into buses, cars, trucks, military vehicles. So they must have a whole load of transport related customers there as well. So, you know, acquiring a good customer base potentially. Yeah, look, I mean, it could well be a great deal. Uh, I, I don't know yet. So we'll see. Right. Okay. So um, another company, this is more M&A and this is Spectris, one which we definitely talk about a lot. Really good company. Ticker is SXS, SXS, 3.7 billion market cap. Uh, shares have enjoyed a nice run this year and they are specialists in, this is very much tech, is uh, instrumentation. So they develop sensors and instrumentation. Um, and these are very sophisticated. They used to characterize, they say, materials, but it's all specialist materials. They used in pharmaceuticals, uh, instrumentations using paper manufacturing. Uh, they also have measurement instrumentations, noise and vibration. Um, so things like automotive transport sector. So really good, you know, nice broad spread of businesses, a lot of technology in there. And they announced an acquisition um, for a company called MicroStrain Sensing, um, and this is quite interesting. But they they developed uh, with wireless sensing systems for industrial and aerospace uh, markets. But also, I was just at the end markets for this. It's robotics, unmanned vehicles, and mobility, and they've got blue chip customers in the space. So uh, it, interesting end industry exposure for them. Uh, and they're making an acquisition. It's thirty-seven million dollars. Uh, the revenue in this company was was fifteen million. So um, I thought that was pretty pretty good for Spectris. Now I do like a little bit of auto and robotics. Um, and you're right. You've talked about Spectris a long time and admired it and said it's a buy. And you've been right. Okay. Right. Another one which we have again talked about a, a lot. We like, uh, and it's in um, IT services. Um, so supplying a whole range of IT services and software, but particularly into government uh, and industry. And this is Kanos, uh, ticker is K-N-O-S, uh, and they made an announcement, and, and I've met their CEO before, really, really smart guy, Brendan Mooney, uh, has had 22 years as CEO of Kanos, and he's announced that he is stepping down, and he joined the company 34 years ago, um, and the company said that it's recently closed out. In fact, it had its, its results. It's 13 consecutive years delivering turnover growth and profits. Um, and the company has grown in the last 10 years. Here we are it, from 30 million to 375 million in turnover. Uh, and they're now solid up 400 staff and employ 3,000 staff. So very, very well done to Brendan Mooney for growing the business the way he does, has done. Um, and the, the handing over the role will be to Russell Sloan, who is the digital services director for the company, a long-term veteran of the company as well. So, yeah. Well done, him. Well done, Kanos. And um, another company that we like, Cerulean, 
CER, the market cap, 435 million. Uh, telecoms billing. Uh, these shares have been enjoying a tremendous run as the company has been coming out with very positive trading updates and clearly growing its business. Uh, software is used by telecoms companies, uh, particularly for, for billing and customer relationship management. And they have uh, announced that um, I think they had uh, a new contract win. Do you know what? I've not put this in my print off, but from memory, they've just announced a new contract, longer term one for 15 million pounds uh, with a tier one customer. So that was uh, that's helped the share price tick up further. Goody, goody, um, keep going, keep okay. going, keep going. Thank you very much. <laughs> One that we have been watching was Sumero Enterprises. Uh, SOM is a ticket, 170 million market cap. Now they do uh, laser guided screen machinery. So it's machinery that lays concrete in a very, very accurate manner into very large buildings, uh, particularly uh, big warehouses and sheds, and they have been doing well through the e-commerce boom, but um, they had previously reported, you know, the share price has come off, that they've had flat revenues um, for their full year to December, with their profits falling by 8.5%. So, the, the, um, so they basically the revenues were $133 million, probably fell down to about $41 million, but um, they have uh, their cash Four to 33 million, but they paid up 29 million dollars in in uh, dividends, which was good for shareholders. So, sounds like just reading from the trading update from them that they're still having a bit of a tougher time uh, in the construction markets uh, in the US, uh, in terms of mainly supply chain challenges and concrete availability. Um, but sort of overall, end markets look to be to be mixed so uh not so good for sumero but this one i th thinks will be quite cyclical in terms of what's happening in overall construction and so classic stock to keep an eye on watch and see what levels it gets to uh before taking any interest so that we'll was let, we'll let you do the watching phil yeah thank you very much on that um techmar I yeah techmar little one yeah that's a little toddler uh, this is uh, subsea engineering services, as they put, but it's anchoring structures, particularly for offshore wind. Um, I think they had a reasonable uh, statement, not in any particular detail on that, but uh, just read, I think it was more sort of trading update results, looked fairly reasonable for them. But uh, it's only a 9 million market cap, particularly with TGPT. Uh, and then finally, because there hasn't been awful lot of news, of course, we've seen watching the Boohoo Revolution Beauty Group uh battle going on uh where boohoo got about 25 to 26 percent the shares in revolution and they were calling for change in the board there and uh, my word so that's not doesn't look too uh that didn't look too pretty so yeah well look if we're doing a little bit of brands as we sometimes do in the tech trends and tech trends and brands uh, yeah. we also saw that in the hut group um the golden share is is going to be removed move up to the premium listing he's trying to sort himself out Obviously, it's been a sector that's been absolutely hit hard. Actually, interestingly enough, one or two of the more international players like Farfetch and Global E have actually been performing quite well. It, it's been a bit of a UK market problem. Um, but I mean, bringing you on to that, obviously, as you, most people know, Samarkand is one of our corporate clients. In my view, it is absurdly cheap at the moment. Um, but, you know, that's my view. 
But what is interesting, and I've been talking to a lot of my clients about this, is if you look at the, um, and I'll ask you the question maybe, how do you think, so China over the last, say, 30 years has probably been the fastest growing economy anywhere in the world. And cumulatively, I mean, that GDP has grown by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of percent. How do you think the market index has done during that time, Phil? I'm not going to guess on this recording podcast. I don't. Well, you don't have to. Uh, I can't, I'll, I can't, I'll tell you something. I'll, I'll give you the answer. It's basically gone nowhere. Yeah, I was just going to so say. So you've had an economy on. that's expanded by you know hundreds of hundreds of percent, and yet the stock market's gone nowhere. And this is the problem in China. Investing directly into Chinese companies is always difficult, partially because, of course, if they become too successful, the Chinese government then sort of you know changes the rules and tells them to break themselves up, pay back the cash, etc., etc., etc. The best way of playing China is to invest in companies that are outside of China, but all their businesses inside China, because therefore they can't be affected in the same way by a communist government decision. And Samarkand is exactly that play. There we are. I was going to say the Western companies have done extremely well on the Chinese markets. It's being outside. So anyway. Yep, Later on, you can go and pull off the Shanghai Composite Index and Thank have a look you. at it. It's quite interesting uh, and actually quite a surprise. Right. I'm happy this is a short one because it, uh, the news is a little bit short, should we say. I think most investors are just trying to get out. Sadly, they're also taking money off stocks, I think, where they've actually got a profit. Nobody likes selling at a loss. It's funny that investors are very bad at selling at a loss. So they take money out of the good stocks because they've got a profit. That actually is the wrong way to invest. In a way, you want to sell the losers. Very difficult to do, I don't deny it. But the smart investor would do that. Um, but hey-ho, uh, there we go. Um, let's hope maybe we've got a bit more news to talk about next week. Uh, listeners may be nicely surprised that it's sub-20 minutes, this one. Nice and easy podcast. But always do get in touch if you want us to talk about anything, if you've got concerns about anything we said. Or you want to send us a check. We're always we'll always take a check. Uh, very good, Phil. Speak to you next week. Excellent. We'll do, Andrew.